Today's episode of BCP Unfiltered is up very, very late, but I hope you agree that it was well worth the wait. Starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore! Happy Valentine's Day and welcome to BCP Unfiltered. We appreciate you being here. Let's get into this, folks. We appreciate your subscription and your support, which makes this show possible. I was surprised to see that the following ad ran during the Super Bowl. Now, if you didn't see that while watching the Super Bowl, it's because you probably were outside of uh, Pennsylvania. So a Republican candidate running for Senate in Pennsylvania ran a campaign ad heavily featuring the conservative catchphrase, let's go, Brandon, during Sunday Super Bowl. The 30-second ad from GOP candidate David McCormick using the thinly veiled attack on President Joe Biden aired in Pennsylvania during the Super Bowl as the Cincinnati Bengals played the Los Angeles Rams. The campaign ad features a chant, which is a direct replacement for FJB, which was heard at major sporting events across the country in 2021, while news headlines that have plagued the Biden administration for the past year are displayed. Okay, so that's that's Newsweek's take on it. It's not a conservative catchphrase, even though conservatives use it. I have heard, let's go Brandon, from Democrats who are not happy that he isn't left enough or you know, generally they're seeing that he is the establishment puppet that he is. So while it's mostly a conservative catchphrase, it is not and only a conservative catchphrase. So anyhow, that was uh, very interesting that uh, probably a very expensive ad for David McCormick to run, but it definitely resonated with a lot of people because yes, the Let's Go Brandon chant, which is a euphemism for FJB, of course, uh, we have seen it at many sporting events. All right, folks, the next clip I want to play for you is, uh, remember I told you about uh, Chelsea Handler, is that her name? Yeah, Chelsea Handler and and another comedian, I, I believe associated with her, Heather McDonald, and how she made these COVID jokes, and then she dropped at that moment uh, and was rushed to the hospital after getting some medical care there, after joking about how Jesus loves her more because she's triple vaxxed. Well, I now have the clip. I've had it since before the weekend. Let me play it for you now. I don't mean to brag, I don't care, but I want you to know, double-vaxxed, booster, flu shot, and I'm going to be honest, I have the shingle shot too. And I still get my period. What? Yes! For those not aware, one of the adverse or side effects of the poison experimental injections being touted and masquerading as, as vaccines there's been studies finding that it uh, that women stop menstruating or it throws off their menstrual cycle. So she's pretty much making fun of the actual adverse effects reported uh, from the poison injections, the COVID poison injections, which they're still calling vaccines. 
traveled, went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. That crash is her falling down suddenly to the stage floor. <laughs> Once again, it, the people were laughing at the end. They thought it was part of the act, but no. She actually scra uh, fractured her skull and she's apparently recovering now. Now, God is a very patient God and doesn't always punish you. Generally doesn't punish you right away. Uh, for your sins and blasphemy, whatever. But this almost looks like the Lord wasn't very happy with this, uh, with, with with these jokes. And uh, I, I don't know if that's really true, folks. I, to be honest, I don't think that's the way it is. God's a very loving and patient uh, Father in heaven. And if he punished us immediately for every single offense, uh, we would all be bruised for our imperfections. But you got to admit, the timing of this is almost comedic in itself. Jesus loves her more than everyone else because she gets double, triple vaxxed and everything else. And then she falls down on the stage. People laugh and it turns out it was no laughing matter. Let me show you something else that was no laughing matter, folks. This is a protester, an older gentleman, absolutely having an encounter with Canadian Stasi slash brown shirt slash uh, Gestapo. Folks, I support law enforcement. I'm not one of those defund the police, but we must be clear. We do not support police that are acting as the enforcers of the tyrants. You know what? Can you have it both ways? Do you have a resident? Can you have it both ways? No, I'm a, I'm a okay. homeless person. You're a homeless person. Okay, if you owned a property, you would have control over that property, correct? I don't own any property. Okay, but if you did, let's speak hypothetically here. No, I don't even believe in private property. Okay. God, it's God's world. Thank you. Enjoy the sidewalk. Pretty, pretty just assume that they owned it, that's all. Good old queen. Beware the queen on the back of the dream. All right, for our Spotify family, the man is just, he's an older man and he's just talking to the police, doesn't do anything violent, just starts to go to get some liquor at this store. And these other two cops, which weren't even part of the conversation, come and they start to rough house and slap cups, cuffs on him and arrest him there for literally just speaking out. He moved like five feet from his original position. Off the property, please. Off the property. Two years of this, yeah, the tyranny. And they don't want to let go of the tyranny. That's the problem. A huge part of the problem. Not, it's just that they've been tyrants, lockdowns over a flu, a very bad flu, which was a bioweapon that the Chinese unleashed on us that was funded by the American government via Fauci and the National Institutes of Health. And they unleashed this half-baked bioweapon early in 2020 so they could use it to steal the election of the people from the people because Joe Biden and the Democrat, well, the Democrats as a whole didn't have anyone that could beat Trump. Trump was kicking 
them and beating them every single way, crushing the establishment, uh, starting to, and he was going to in his second term, and I guess he is going to in his second term if he continues his plan of crushing the deep state. They had to get out of, they, get, they had to get him out of there. So this bioweapon that they had been developing in China gets released early. They use it to, to fear monger everyone, push absentee ballots so they can more easily steal the election and get Joe Biden in. And then they used it to force a, I, I, don't, I want to call it, I, I can't call it a vaccine, a poison injections, experimental injections into the people. The vaccine isn't for the sickness. The sickness was unleashed to steal the election and to push an experimental jab that we that everyone could be guinea pigs for and make big pharma a lot of money. And also, uh, oh, I'm a sound tin full of hat, folks, but tell me where I'm wrong. Also a psychological operation to see how much of our freedoms we would give up in the name of fear. I'm sad to say that all of us or most of us, and I'm sure there's some of you who didn't, but when President Trump said, hey, a week or two weeks to, 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 to flatten the curve, I'm like, okay, I can do that. We're announcing new guidelines for every American to follow over the next 15 days. As we combat the virus, each and every one of us has a critical role to play in stopping the spread and transmission of the virus. For my administration is recommending that all Americans, including the young and healthy, work to engage in schooling from home when possible, avoid gathering in groups of more than 10 people, avoid discretionary travel, and avoid eating and drinking at bars, restaurants, and public food courts. If everyone makes this uh, change or these critical changes and sacrifices now, we will rally together as one nation and we will defeat the virus and we're going to have a big celebration all together. With several weeks of focused action, we can turn the corner and turn it quickly. A lot of progress has been made. Unfortunately, those two weeks turned into two plus years, just about. It'll be March 17th next month of tyranny and control. Now, let's go back to police officers. If a police officer says they're just following orders and they're not upholding, at least the United States here, their oath to honor and protect the Constitution, then they are not our friends. This is becomes a very sticky situation, right? Because some people hear me and say, oh, you don't support the police. That's wrong. I support the police that uphold the law and the Constitution. And they're upholding of mandates which are not unconstitutional and which are not laws, by the way, then I'm not down with them. And I'm definitely not down with the police, the Capitol Police, another Stasi, another Gestapo arm of the deep state and the DC elitists because they straight up were killing folks on January 6th. Let's get into our January 6th coverage in this episode. This will be the last topic that we discuss or better yet, let me show you these video clips. Folks, a lot of information is coming out and there's still tens of thousands of hours worth of footage that has been withheld from the public. Let's get into the Capitol Police murder and beating dead patriots outside, not even inside, outside the Capitol on January 6th. It's disturbing just released footage of a woman being trampled to death during the invasion of the Capitol. Save her! 
a desperate friend pleads for the mob to back off. He screams again amid the chaos. The trampled woman was identified as 34-year-old Roseanne Boyland from Georgia. She was one of four Trump supporters who died in the riots. Our headlines this hour, the people who attacked the Capitol last January 6th came from hundreds of counties across at least 44 different states. So what drove them there? other than the lies spread by former President Trump. I actually received a Facebook message from an old high school friend of mine who told me that his sister-in-law was among those that died at the Capitol and that the family believed that this young woman, Roseanne Boyland, was radicalized in under six months. Isn't that interesting? An MSNBC guy happens to have a high school friend that is the brother-in-law, or, or you know, he said his sister-in-law, was Miss Boylan and she was radicalized. Isn't that funny that his brother-in-law happens to be a Hollywood guy as well, or a man in entertainment? You don't believe me? Look at this. Boylan's brother-in-law, Justin Cave, is a former host of the HGTV show Groundbreakers. It's my own personal belief that the president's words incited a riot that killed four of his biggest fans. It's been a manufactured Hollywood Marxist mainstream media news Muppet narrative that Ms. Boylan was radicalized and trampled and she was a victim of other Trump supporters. The truth appears to be that she was murdered by Capitol Police. Very special guy, uh, Philip Anderson. There was an article out in the Great Gateway Pundit the other day by the, the, the Brothers Hoft. Philip, I want you to introduce yourself Talk to us about the article and talk to about what you I what you've said you say you I you were an eyewitness to on uh, on the day of January six. Uh, yeah, everything they said about Roseanne Boylan from the very beginning is a lie. They straight up killed her. It was murder, and I was holding her hand as she died. All right, and everything she felt, I felt as well because I was right there next to her at the bottom of the pile holding her hand. Uh, the police gassed okay. us. And they, yeah, Steve Bannon takes us in a very, very interesting direction. And I'll play that clip for you tomorrow. I think it's very important and it, it, it deserves its own analysis about Philip Anderson's testimony, where that can be found and how it's been manipulated and also an alternate investigation slash report being done by Republicans in the House because the January 6th committee is absolutely, uh, it's illegitimate. It's not, it's not bipartisan. And just for those that don't know, the McCarthy had put forward as House Minority Leader folks to be on that committee and they were rejected by Nancy Pelosi. So McCarthy said, forget it. We're not going to put, put people on your committee like Jim Jordan, etc. that you rejecting. And then Nancy Pelosi said, well, that's fine. We'll do our own thing. And she picked Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney to be on that committee. They weren't put there by their party people. It is a uniparty committee and therefore not really, uh, it's, it's not a valid committee per the rules of the House. I'll show that to you tomorrow. I want to stay with the theme though that we have murderers and operatives of the deep state within the Capitol Police. This was an inside job. This was a false flag. Now, let me show this to you, folks. This is absolutely mind-boggling. 
there are people that were involved in the breach of the Capitol, if you want to call it breach. It was a total inside job. The doors were magnetically locked. We have protesters on camera coordinating with someone in the inside to open these doors. And isn't it interesting? These Ray Epp type folks that were protesters are not on the FBI list, have not been arrested, and not and are not in the DC gulag. Once again, these are false flag FBI slash CIA slash deep state actors. It was an inside job. Here's inside footage that proves that. All right, my Spotifyers who can't see this clip, let me explain what's going on. It shows uh, two gentlemen. The first is George Tenney. He's inside the Capitol building. He tries to open the doors from the inside. They will not open because they are locked magnetically. He then looks up at a camera or at someone and he makes a gesture toward the door and then the door, um, and then we see, excuse me, um, another man who they call Green Side Pack. He looks in the same direction and they're talking to someone, Tenny and this Green Side Pack guy, and then they try to open the door and now one of the doors opens. In other words, someone magnetically, electronically opened the doors from them from the inside. And then there's a little bit of a, a scuffle there with some of the people, um, with some of the guards coming. And in the end, people come in to the Capitol. And what's interesting about this is Tenny is uh, shoving some people and this greenside pack guy grabs a megaphone and starts to get people to come in. But Greenside Pat Guy, who obviously is an insider and got someone along with George Tenney, who was arrested, this other gentleman was not arrested at all. He was inside instructing someone to unlock the door magnetically from inside, once again showing that this is an inside job. These people were operatives. Again, Tenney tries to open the door. It doesn't open. He looks up at someone who then is able to and does, from the inside, unlock the magnetic door. And then uh, Green Pack Guy, who has not been arrested, is not on the FBI Most Wanted list, also looks up, and then the door opens. They haven't solved the mystery of who opened those doors, uh, and uh, Tenny has been arrested, but the other gentleman has not. Obviously, you can see from the footage, it was an inside job, a false flag. All right, folks, mystery, Greenside Pack Guy and George Tenney, what was really going on there? What was their part in this whole thing? All right, folks, now let's look at Megan Paradise. We don't know if that's her real name, but she was listed as number 16 on the FBI's January 6th most wanted list. By the way, Ray Epps was 20 on the same list, but he was later dropped from the FBI list. We all who've looked at this, suspect, heavy, heavily suspect that he is an operative, even though the January 6th committee denies any of this, which makes it even more likely that he is. And we have uh, this Megan uh, Paradise. She has not been arrested, even though she was number 16 on the list. I'm going to show you a video here produced by Free State Will at Free, Can at Free State Kansas. You'll see Megan Paradise urging Trump supporters, just like Ray Epps did, to get into the U.S. Capitol. You can see, just like Ray Epps, that she was called out by patriots as a Fed. 
We'll then see Megan Paradise inside a lawmaker's office smoking while she's filming everybody else. She was never arrested. The FBI took her phone and ordered her to stay off of social media. We now know that she was in Pelosi's office. Folks, let's watch the video and you can see for yourself another insider, another operative, or another person cooperating with the FBI. Who knows what the real story is here, but it's absolutely shady. Oh. That's what she was. She had a vape pen in her mouth, sitting at somebody's desk. She wrote on a sticky note, you're fired. Now she's on the person of interest, FBI list. Yo, man, if a, if a woman tells you to charge the line, yeah, you never don't, charge the don't line. Charge no, the line. dude, she's up there saying we need to go. It's like, what are you no, talking dude, about? Don't listen to her. I'm like, dude, you go first. Yeah, you go first. Dude, dude, women have been wrapping men up and shit like that for, for all since the beginning, dude. At 2.35, as the national anthem ends, an air horn blasts in Morse code at the bottom of the east steps. At the same time, a coordinated group at the top of the east steps begins attacking police to breach the doors. Another group simultaneously attacks police from inside the same doors and pushes out. As they are attacking police, Megan Paradise begins urging the crowd to, to take their shields. When the doors are breached, Mullen Smash, Mullen Smash, who pushed from the inside, high-fives someone from the outside. Mullen Smash is not currently on the FBI wanted list and has not been arrested. Inside the Capitol, Megan may have been recording protesters against Bego Barnett. According to her aunt, Megan Paradise turned her phone over to the FBI in early January when she met with FBI agents in D.C. Megan has not been arrested. The question being asked in this video that I'm explaining and doing a voiceover for our Spotify family is this. Is Megan Paradise working with the FBI? Luckily, she, they let her go home, but they told, you know, no more social media and just that the what you're going to say is just that her lawyers are negotiating with the police and it's been taken care of so yeah wow that sounds so hard oh my god oh <laughs> so many people on video instigating part of this not arrested because they're operatives this was a false flag event and they used it to entrap actual patriots who are now suffering as political prisoners in a D.C. gulag. Folks, thanks for being here. Hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day if you celebrated it. And uh, this episode was late up today, but I'm sure you appreciate that it was an important and good one. At least we hope you do. Or I should say, I hope you do. One of the reasons why this is up late is because I don't have an editor today, nor for the next couple days. But we'll still bring you this show. Until tomorrow, ciao, goodbye, and God bless. And as always, thank you for your support. You make this show possible. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be.